We've got the team together with the opinion and selections. Let's get it started. RSN 927's Melbourne Panel. Time for the Melbourne Panel on this Saturday morning, five minutes past eight. On this winter's day, we're back at Flemington and it's Members' Day there as they celebrate their final meeting of uh, the season. They've got a couple of features there. They've got the running of the Flemington Cup and also the Biley for the two-year-olds over the 1,800 metres. And, of course, if uh, you win today's Biley, you get a free ticket into the VRC Derby or the VRC Oaks. Looking forward to discussing this card with our team, Warren Huntley, David Gately, and also Mark Cunter. But um, it's a tough day for all of us today, our great mate. Nicholas Quinn, this is his final day working for the TAB and being part of the, the Melbourne form panel for the time being anyway. And um, we had some technical difficulties, but guess what? We fixed them on Saturday morning to get him back. How are you? Hey, good morning to you, Quinny. Hello, Gareth. Thank you so much for having me as part of this panel each and every Saturday. And I've got the over and under for how many names I stuff up today at six and a half. Early yeah. support for the overs. How are you feeling? No, very sentimental, but yeah. we'll try and get through. Warren Huntley, good morning to you. Morning, Gareth. Interesting day, especially with the, the wind conditions. Chatting to Brendan Jackson this morning, um, northeasterly wind maybe getting as strong as 30k plus winds. Um, what does that mean uh, from a, a, a mapping point of view and where do you want your horses to be? Well, courtesy of the Flemington app, I've just done a flyover, which is uh, yep. great to be able to do that. It's going to be a bit of a cross tailwind in the straight races, so I don't think it'll have any real impact on the, the straight races. It could almost be spinnaker out down the straight, but there will be parts of the circle where in the early stages of the circle they could be running into it a little bit. So potentially if the wind gets up, it might be the desire to get a little bit of cover around the circle, but I think you'll want clear air in the home straight when the wind's effectively at your back. David Gately joins us, and with Quinny leaving the tab, there's a lot more money in the salary cap, and I think Gator's manager's already been there. I'm talking to the Tab Corp. Um, hi, Honchos. Hello to you, Gator. Uh, very good for you. Um, yes, some things don't interest me in the world, and certainly money's one of those. But um, Quinny has uh, been an ornament to us, so, um, but it, we'll, we'll, stay, uh, we'll stay involved. Yes, and Mark Hunter, hello to you, mate. The doggies are back. Morning, Gareth. They're back in town. Gee, the opposition were absolutely woeful for three quarters, but they the were. were better. Our great mate Dino will be listening. He's a St Kilda supporter. He would have been awfully disappointed, Mark. Well, they were hopeless, Gareth. Yeah. I was there. Just, it's like watching uh, a bottom three side there for the, for the first few quarters, but good on the dogs. Marcus Bonampelli was back in action and brought the dogs along with him. Your confident levels at Flemington, Mark. I don't think there's much value. Uh, I, I, well, I can't find it anyway. I, I don't think there's much value. Warren mentioned the wind. You can get races run when nobody wants to lead because it's hard to lead into the wind. They can be run at uh, pretty muddling speed. So not much value and might end up a pretty tricky day with the conditions. Two-year-olds will head down the straight for the first race over the 1,000 metres, scratch the one stupendo. Uh, Ranish the six also comes out. And Quinny, what price for this favourite giga kick that was impressive on debut? Back out to 215, Gareth, has been the best-backed runner. Was initially 270, backed all the way down to $2. Just $2 back out to 215. Holds about 67% of the early investment. The first start, it's happened three on the second line of betting at 4.20. Salisal at 6.50. Hoofs Don't Lies had each way support $15 into 9.50. Let's 
Lascar's at 12, and there's been a little bit of specking for number eight, Fly Nice, 26 into 19. But Giga Kick, a popular favourite to start the day. Could you take 215 for Giga Kick in the first, Warren? I think on exposed, well, obviously on exposed form, he's the one to beat Gareth. And you know, I like the way he's trialled up. He does come back to the 1,000 metres from the run at 1,100 on debut, but he was close to the speed on that occasion. He looks to have trialled up nicely. Straight's unknown and he's probably on wetter ground than he's seen under race day conditions. But, gee, I, I think he's above average, and um, short answer to that question is, yes, I, I think I could. I think he's clearly the most likely winner to giga kick. Like the way hoofs don't lie hit the line after being a touch held up early in the home straight at Caulfield last start. Thought he was very strong to the line. We've seen Thronbone come through that race and win again. The form through that race is holding up well. The debutantes down the bottom, Salasel and Tappan 3, both from stables you respect, look to have trolled up and jumped out nicely respectively and I'm thinking that they're there to be in the mix and particularly with the Snowdens identifying a horse to to travel interstate for the debut down the straight, they're very good at identifying the right type of horses for that task but I'm quite keen on two ahead of 5, 11 and 12. Katie, you were keen, I think, on Tappan 3 last week on, um, before Tappan 3 was scratched at Caulfield and saved for this race at Flemington. Do you still go with her um, a week later? Yeah, I mean, look, it's, um, I think it was interesting that the stable mate, uh, who probably didn't trial as well as who won that race, um, now, is that any guide? Probably not, but it's an interesting point to make. I thought her trial in her own right was, was terrific. You know, she quickened well. Um, she's well-related, she's a nice size. Um, so I think she's there, you know, to run well. She handles the ground. I think um, Stable are a bit nervous about it, so that makes me nervous too. Giga Kick's probably more obvious, I would have thought. Uh, lovely jump out before that strong debut win. Plenty of merit on the clock. You know, over five lengths above class average there. Um, and the recent trial was good as well. Lascars returns gelded, trial well in Sydney, beating Smart Legend. That horse then um, beat Salazel, another key rival here in, in another trial, if that helps you. And Barres Chase could tell in the first jump out and then won the latest in good style. So might be a decent race, I think. Um, I've gone 12-2-3-10. And of course, they are racing on soft seven at Flemington, but Brendan Jackson, of course, the assistant to Liam O'Keefe, did point out with the strong winds, there is a chance of an upgrade. However, showers are predicted late, and I think very late in the afternoon, Mark. So what are you doing here with the two-year-olds? So I'll go number 12, tap and three. I've loved this recent trials. That last one where it just exploded away looked fantastic. So we'll put it on top here to beat number five, Hoofs Don't Lie. Good debut, Thronbone form. It can only be better for that run. Uh, two giga kick. Looked outstanding on debut. Running away, running time. Recent trial, good. And I put number eight, fly nice in. Just with the, the soft track experience, the race fitness, might be able to hang on for a place. But uh, I'd like the jump outs of 12. I'll go 12, 5, 2, and 8. Race number two. In fact, before I have a look at race two, just recapping the numbers in the first. Warren Huntley is with giga kick. The two from the 5, 11, and 12. Gators with Tappan 3 to win on debut for Moody and Meats, 12, 2, 3, and 10. And Mark Hunter also with Tappan 3, 12, 5, 2, and 8 there for Mark. The three-year-olds go around over the 1,700 metres in the Kevin Cox handicap. St. Trapez, the 1, is a scratching along with the 13 Ocean Raider and the 14 Top Honours here, Quinny. 
And the top couple in the market have been the ones that have attracted the early support here. Oceana Blue, $4 into $3.20, has been the best back runner. We do have minor deductions along the way that total $0.07 cents in the dollar. The Lassifile are now on the second line of betting at $4.20. El Corbidus at $4.80. There's been a little bit of support for the Red Kite, $15 into $13. Lady Adelaide, $13. Hearts and Minds, $17 into $16. Freedom Escape, $18. Satchum at $21, but Oceana Blue, a popular favourite in race number two. Who are you tipping here, Gator? Look, I'm leaning to Ellicott Obis, who really found the line uh, nicely second up. They're obviously closer in Adelaide. I think split two really promising horses there with 61 kilos. The third horse was on Francais, who I think looks well above average. It won by nearly eight lengths last week in Adelaide. The loss of feel uh, keeps attacking the line, um, taking a line through Jungle Magnate. Uh, <laughs> she's certainly um, right in the game here. Oceana Blue is one who um, we were keen on last week. They scratch. Now they draw wide, come back in trip. Track's still wet. So there are concerns, but she can win. And Lady Adelaide, uh, next best. So I went 6, 5, 10 and 9. Those are your fans yelling at you, Gator, there. Yeah, one, there's actually two of them. Yeah. Um, one of them I'm related to. I don't know the other one. <laughs> Mark Hunt, have you found any value here in the second? Now I've gone with the three obvious numbers up the top. Gareth Solgo, number 10, Oceana Blue, who well, I think was scratched because of the wet track recently. Bob's up here on a soft seven, so maybe that's some concern. I mean, Jamie Carr on the horse, a big plus, balance up two-thirds of the way back and hopefully run them down, down the middle to beat number five, Thalassophile, who is a very good wet tracker, has to run 1,700 metres. That's a little concern there. Six El Cordobis, good in Adelaide, good form race. I think it's the other winning chance and take your pick for fourth. Maybe number nine, Lady Adelaide, who's consistent, handles the ground and just typical Paddy Payne holds their form well. It's got a place chance. Ten, five, six and nine. Warren, I might get a speed map from you here and then your tips. I thought nearer the inside, Manhattan Force would probably hold a spot. Middle of the draw, designer dreamer, probably goes forward. Potentially hearts and minds out wider. I don't know if it's necessarily clearly defined Lady Adelaide capable of potentially holding a spot I thought Manhattan Force nearer the inside probably the most likely to, to be there there's a bit happening in the uh, in the preview of that race uh, Quinny was giving the overs for the mispronunciation a good cheer there with a couple of the pronunciations and Gator Secret Sound had me completely stuffed I had no <laughs> idea what that was I'm with Thalassophile here just consistent fit you want to be able to back her each way but you can Bo Mertens has picked up that ride as a late notification if you haven't got it five for me in an even race hit a 10 Oceana Blue she looked like she was crying out for the 2,000 metres she got last start, but then she was only even to the line, potentially in restricted room. But on the fresh side here, Jamie Carr on, and her previous runs around the 18-1600 metre range were good, so 1700 metres might be that nice sweet spot. Six El Cordobis was just grabbed late last start. He'll be hard and fit now. Ollie's really returned in great form since his little surfing break. And nine, Lady Adelaide, next best for me, might be hitting the line strongly or potentially ridden a bit more forward from that draw. Five, ten, six, nine. Yeah, the break's done. A few of the jockeys, the the world of good, Warren, because, geez, Ollie's been sensational this week. A couple of his rides there at Geelong were just vintage D. Oliver and Jamie Carr returned with the bang as well there on Wednesday. There, she, I think, kicked off with a ride she didn't know she had early in the morning at Sandown, just picked up 
won for moods and, and it won impressively. And, yeah, a couple of Ollie's rides yesterday, particularly that ride on Galley and fall yeah. back the fence, and uh, he didn't even break stride. No, it was Ollie at his best. 5, 10, 6 and 9 for Warren in the second race. The lesser file for Chris Waller and Brett Preble there for Warren. 6, 5, 10 and 9 for Gator. And 10, 5, 6 and 9 for Mark Hunter in race number two. Eight seventeen. this is the Melbourne form panel. Gareth Hall, Warren Huntley, David Gately. Um, uh, Nicholas Quinn with you, along with Mark Hunter. We'll take a break. When we return, we'll have a look at the third race, which is the Rising Stars final with the state's best apprentices doing battle in the third. Race. Opinion and selections for today's Melbourne race. RSN 927's Saturday panel. 20 minutes past eight, Gareth Hall with you, along with Warren Huntley, David Gately, Mark Hunter and uh, Nicholas Quinn. We're up to race number three, which is the Rising Stars final. Now, this series started last August and uh, this is the final for the Apprentices based here in Victoria. Matty Cartwright leads at the moment from uh, Hannah Edgeley and Laura Lafferty back in third who rides Moscow Red there. So they're the only three hoops that can win this final. And Quinny, just having a look at uh, the market, there's a few chances engaged here um, for the third race at Flemington and the scratching. She could just take out, unfortunately, Moscow Red comes out. So Laura Lafferty definitely can't win this year's title. No, she can't. But punters are with two runners here, numbers one and four. The one Zoo Sonic, $6 into $4.80. And the four Spanish Tides, who's been eight fifty into $5. Those two hold about 65% of the early investment between them. The initial favourite, it's true, has been $4 out to four forty. Then we've got Angelic Spirit, five fifty, rock solid at that quote. Soaring Angel's gone from $6 out to 11 Razatsu at 13 Kiss and Cry, 14 Unique Artist has been specced at the longer odds, 17 into 16 including a 1,000 each way at the 17 yesterday. Spirit of Gold, 17 But the best-backed runner is the toppy, the second elite, Zusonic. And Matt Kamani gave Sue Sonic a, a really good push this morning on the first word. This mare by Sue Star. Um, David Brodick said Sorry Eagle hasn't gone backwards after winning midweek there at Sandown the other day as well. Um, how have you worked out the third race here, Mark Hunter? I'm going to tip Sue Sonic, Gareth. I think it's going well. The second two starts ago was terrific. Stayed at the 1400 last time. And that was just too short for it. Didn't get wound up until late, but found the line well. Probably has to go well back here. The only leader I've got is Swelter Magic uh, dictating in front. So Zusonic has to go back a little bit in the lap of the gods, but I think the mile will be very strong here to beat number 12, It's True. It's True's come back from a spell in good form on heavy tracks, got that claim down to 54.5. Four Spanish tides. Probably going to have to duck and dive. It was good first up in a leader's race, a good win second up. The horse is going really well. And five Soaring Eagle. I think it goes forward, just sits parked on Swelter Magic and gets the absolute run of the race. Should hit the front and give you a good sight for quite a way. One to run them down, hopefully. One, twelve, four, and five. What are you thinking here, Warren? I'm with Zoosonic also. Is in around about the each way quote on a day where it's hard to find value. I thought Zoosonic was one of those each way plays. The runs this preparation have been good, and staying at the fourteen hundred metres in probably knowing that she wanted a little bit further and maybe well with this race in mind and she gets to 1600 metres now 
Would want some reasonable speed up front. Agree with Mark. Swelter Magic looks the leader, but um, there's a few horses that are going to map just in behind, so maybe that'll just generate some tempo with a lot of horses looking for that spot just off speed. One for me each way, head of nine, Angelic Scent. She'll be off speed also. She was terrific hitting the line first up at Geelong. So Maddie Cartwright in my numbers there. Number 12, it's true, getting fitter, probably lobs into a spot just behind that leading group, was pretty much stalking this, the speed last start, chasing Cyclone Sally, who's in a rich vein of form, riding the speed at, at Sandown. So she might have the ability to get a little bit further forward or, or at least get into that stalking type of role. And Hannah Ridgely aboard Spanish Tides, she was terrific winning at Cranbourne last start. She'll be back probably making a run with Zoo Sonic and, and others, but I think will be strong to the line. One nine twelve and 4. Are you also with Zoo Sonic here, Gator? Uh, second top-rated runner. I've linked to It's True, who was um, terrific first up, and then sharply to the mile, Chase Cyclone Sally, pretty much against the pattern. Um, and um, looking at that the photo second to Honey Creeper and close up to Nerve Not Verve last prep, um, as hopefully the right form uh, add to that, I think she'll sit up closer. I think um, that's probably the key here. Have a head start on Zusonic, who does look extremely ready to win. Um, I agree with Ted. I think they just stayed at 1,400 one run too long. Uh, add to that, the, the tempo wasn't there. So mid-race, she was 100 to 1. Did run the quickest last 200 of the day, though. Uh, now gets to the mile. Soaring Eagle onto the turf last time. Had the 1600 won well. And Spirit of Gold. Um, interestingly, her sectional time weren't far off. Sue Sonics was a sneaky good run. She was only first up. Maybe the best roughly. 12 one, six, seven. Numbers uh, from the team in the third. Warren Huntley with the 1, 9, 12 and 4. Gator with the 12, it's true, 12, 1, 6, and 7. And Mark Hunter with the 1, Sue Sonic, 1, 12, 4, and 5. Let's have a look at uh, race number 4. This is one of the highlights, the Flemington Cup, 1849, over the 2,800 metres. And uh, it's an interesting betting race here with um, wits about him, the only scratching the 8 here, Quinny. Through Irish eyes, has there been much support for the Maren Eustace train galloper? Yes, Gareth, there's been good support for two in the betting. Number three, Through Irish Eyes, who's been $3.20 into two seventy, the new favourite at that quote. And the second elect, Horrifying, who's been four eighty into $3.30. The initial favourite, Mimi's award, has been two ninety at the three eighty as a result for the money coming for Through Irish Eyes. And Horrifying, Sweet Thomas has been very soft, $7 out to 13 Papalino's been specced, 15 into 13. Southern France, 17 out to 21. St Eustace, 13 out to 23. And Blandford Ladd, the outsider of the small field, 51 into 34. I think initially the bookies probably got it wrong putting Mimi's award up a short quote. As a result, there's been good support for through Irish eyes and horrifying. And Warren, we know our great mate Dean Lester loves the history and respects the history of this great game. And I think a few years back, he gave Lee Jordan a call, of course, the racing manager at the VRC, and um, Lee does a wonderful job there at Flemington, but he said, we need to get this Flemington Cup back. Of course, it was first run in 1849, and it was competed at the paddocks adjacent to the Flemington Inn, um, just across the road from the Flemington Race Course, which was arranged by James Dunbar, which was, of course, James was the licensee of the, the Flemington Inn, and um, it had a little bit of a hiatus, this race, and now it's back. This is the third year running, but I think it's important. Uh, good on Dino for coming up with this once again to to make sure that we continue to um, 
look back at history and, and have races like this. Yeah, well, a, a race named the Flemington Cup just sounds logical, doesn't it? Yeah. For such an iconic race course. And I'm sure Dino will be looking on proudly, watching the, the reinvention of this race continue on over the, the tr- staying trip of 2,800 metres. I'm leaning to, to through Irish eyes. You can tie in the form of a number of these runners through a couple of different form lines. They, they tie in together in different groups. But I do think the strongest form line is perhaps the form line through the Ramsden, the Brisbane Cup, and, through Irish eyes, back to Flemington, I think has got as good as chance as anything. Jamie Carr aboard is a positive. Not worried about a, a slight gap but between runs for uh, for through Irish eyes with the Mar and Eustace stable. Three for me. Had a five Mimmies award who's at peak fitness now and is honest. She should run the trip out. Two Sweet Thomas, I think, was horse who can hit the line well. I'm forgiving of that run on the Sunshine Coast last start. That just might have been a, a level of pain in terms of a heavy track that was just a bit too soft for him and not a lot between six and four for me. Next best. Horrifying will probably be leading it at some stage, giving them something to chase. For that reason, I put him just ahead of number four, Papalino. Three, five, two, six. And um, Levi Cavanagh gave Horrifying a good push this morning on the first word. He believes his son is shocking. Can run another big race probably most likely on pace if he jumps nicely from an inside gate. Matty Smith says all three of his horses are ready to rumble, but he really couldn't split Sweet Thomas and also Papalino here, Gator. Yeah, look, I was pretty keen to Irish Eyes was the one to beat. I mean, I think Ted's referenced the most salient form line. He was a month between runs into that Ramsden. It was that way for age. Um, and he clearly beat home horrifying. It was clearly better. Horrifying goes to Flemington, works mid-race kicks away. Memories Award runs it down, uh, gets beaten in the umpire's room, but um, no, it's good to have them involved. Uh, but through Irish eyes, you've just got to handle the um, you know, the soft seven. It might be a six by now. I think Dryden that would be better. His Brisbane Cup run was very good. Um, they went pretty solid tempo in that, and he attacked the lead a long way from home, I thought. The only one that beat him was the one sitting back having the last crack at him, so I've learned that way over Mimi's reward. Hopefully, we can get some justice here for connections. Horrifying and sweet Thomas, certainly in the game. Three, five, six, and two. Unlike you to hold a grudge, Gator, but as oh. Benny Hay. <laughs> as no, Benny... look, I'm only nine or, nine or ten months away from getting over that, and about 13 <laughs> months away from getting over the Gold Coast defeat last week. Yeah, and the good news for you, Gator, if you're a Mimi's Award fan, is Benny Hay said that uh, Mimi's Award didn't realise that she lost that race. Uh, Mark Hunter. Uh, last start, and in fact, Benny Hayes is really bullish, along with J.D. Hayes, in fact, about her chances over the uh, 2,800 metres in this Flemington Cup. Yeah, not much in it for me, Gareth. I've just switched Gators Quinella around. I'll go number five, Mimi's Award, who is going terrific, this horse. Once they put the blinkers on, it's found its form. It will hold it. It should run the distance strongly, so I've got it just ahead of number three through, uh, through Irish Eyes. Jamie Carr on board, a big plus there. Six horrifying. It's going to give you a great side. It's just been... Well, it might be a little bit soft at the end of 2,800 metres. That's McQuarrie and two Sweet Thomas, who stays really well, just wouldn't want the track to get any worse than what it is now. I'll go five just from three, then six and two. So the team's tips in the Flemington Cup, 1849. Three, five, two, six, Warren Huntley. He's with Through Irish Eyes. Gators also with the Mara and Eustace train stayer. Three, five, six, and two. And Mark Hunter's with Mimi's Award. Five, three, six, and two. 8.30, it is, right on 8.30. We'll take a break and then we'll come back and preview the two-year-old stepping up to 1,800 metres in the Biley Handicap. Some of you might be thinking, I'm double vaccinated. with COVID. I don't need a booster, but it boosts more than you think. 
Yeah, boosting. Opinion and selections for today's Melbourne race. RSN 927's Saturday panel. We're up to the two-year-old race over the 1,800 metres at uh, Flemington. It's the Biley Handicap, and this is the raise that Johnny Get Angry came through before he won the Derby a couple of years back. And just having a look at the scratchings here for the fifth race at Flemington for the two-year-olds. There's a few. Grinsinger Bishop doesn't take its place, the two. Capital L, the five, is also out, and they're the only two scratchings here, Quinny. What can you tell us uh, about the market? Kung Tree, a dominant favourite here, Gareth, currently at $2.20 and one of the better-backed favourites on the card. Heads the market now from Verifier, a $5 second elect. Trans Am's the second best backed runner in the race, as much as $13 into $6.50, but we do factor in $0.26 cents worth of deductions along the way. Batter Boom Baby at 14 Disturbia 15 Shemista 15 in from 17 and there's been a little bit of support at Long Rods for number 13, winning bid 21 into 19, but Kong Tree popular to make it a third straight victory. The question is, I guess, Gator, can Kong Tree for Patrick Payne... Um carry weight and give her rivals weight and stepping up and trip as well over to the 1800 metres. Um, is she good enough to overcome all of that? Well, the flat earthers will tell you weight doesn't matter, but um, yeah, no, it's a real thing, I think. Um, you know, it's not Bigfoot, it exists. The um, it, It's never easy, though, is it, with 59 against the boys? Um, I think that's definitely a query, but look, she was clearly the best run in the race. Last time, she covered more ground than all of them, still beat them. Um, stable said they were going to go to the paddock. They, they stay up. Very much trust the stable, though, when they decide to, to continue on with the prep. And with Capital L out, I just don't know where the opposition is. So I keep coming back to her. Um, but, you know, you can watch a lot of races at Flemington and all around the country, and you know, it's, it's difficult uh, when they get right up in the weight, especially against the boys, as I mentioned. Verifier ran eight. On debut, but he's restrained early. Got a long way back. He, he made nice late ground. Blinkers on quickly up in trip. He might be the value improver here. The Skiffy, I've had some backing in the Kong Tree race, but uh, raced stupidly. Um, he showed ability in the first prep. Some gear tinkers here, and Tanzan held on okay that same race. So, yeah, interesting one. One four twelve eight for me. Matty Decock gave Transam a good push this morning. The son of Piero, and I remember having a chat to. Rod Blacker before Skyfi is his first up effort there at Flemington. He said that this is the race that they're, they're setting for, but as you pointed out, Gator, he just got too keen the other day and there's been a host of gear changes for him in a bid to try and get him to set a little bit with the, the crossover noseband going on for the first time. So, um, And Verify was an interesting um, run there on debut, Mark Hunter, but... Nigel Blackston pointing out that he'll be a better three-year-old and he's far too short at the $5. He's out to $5.50 now. Yeah, Gareth, I think he has to be that price. This race has got a long, long tail. I think we're all looking for something to beat Kong Troy. As you mentioned, up in trip, wide gate, um, the weight, the softer track than it's used to. But where do you go? It was just a dominant win last time. I can't find much opposition here, so I think Kong Troy will slide forward, control the race, and probably be too good a gain here for number four verifier. At least it showed ability. Really got through the line well. Blinkers go on up to 1,800 metres. I think it's the danger. Eight Transan. Look, it's consistent. It might even be the leader here. Go forward, get a good run. It's got some hope. And I put number 14, Midnight Glow, who comes through that same race and at least made some ground to give it a place chance. There's a, 
A lot that would surprise you here if they won. I'll go 1, 4, 8 and 14. Does Quangtree lead for you, Warren, or is she definitely in the first four here? Interesting. Oh, I think she probably is. She covered ground. The boys have outlined, probably had the toughest run in the race and, and was still too good. So you're up another couple of hundred metres here. I thought Trans Am probably rolls forward and Trans Am's drawn just inside Quangtree. So maybe Billy Egan just drags across with Craig Williams, who looked the two most likely on-speed runners to me. But when you've got horses getting to a distance for the first time, we can see a, a change in their racing pattern. But I would have thought perhaps you know, on-speed, maybe outside Trans Am, the most likely scenario. And like the other boys, you see Quangtree up there with the 59 kilos taking on the boys and looking for a chink in her armour. But it's hard to find something that, on exposed form, you want a back to beat her. So I think she's got a terrific chance of winning again. One ahead of eight, Trans Am, who... He had a bit of a flat spot, but he was really solid through the line last start. So I think the rise to 1,800 metres will suit uh, will suit Trans Am coming through the, the same form line as Quang Tri. Nine, Badaboom Baby. Didn't have any luck at all late in the race last start from a good draw with Jamie Carr aboard. Might be one of the, the early Lizzie Jelf syndications here. I notice she's got a, a number of ladies involved and the managing owner herself with the Annabelle Neesham stable. I think she's got uh, legitimate claims here, particularly from a, an each-way basis or a place basis for multiples and four verifier with the blinkers going on following what was an encouraging debut. I'd be wanting to keep an eye on Skyfios in the mounting yard also, Gareth. Yeah. He was really up and about in the mounting yard and, and took that behaviour to uh, to his race behaviour as well. So you'd just like to see him a little bit more chilled out in the mounting yard. That might be a positive sign for him in conjunction with those gear changes. 1894. If he is chilled out in the mounting yard, Warren, would that persuade you to put him into your top four? It would, because I was yep. actually tipping him last start, yep. and, uh, and I was watching him in the mounting yard thinking, well, I've got this wrong unless he's just the sort of horse that can, can overcome that, and look, he just seemed to be you know, very much on the fresh side, and, and then didn't settle in the race, so you know, no doubt Rob Blacker would have learned a little bit, and that's come through in some gear changes, so yeah, if, if I saw him a lot more relaxed and, and parading well, then I'd probably be including him. So one eight nine and four for Warren, but if Skyfius parades better, uh, make sure you keep an eye on him. One four twelve and Gator, I think your fourth number um, was the eight Trans Sam. Is that a, is that right? Correct weight. Yep. And one four eight and fourteen for Mark Hunter. So despite rising in weight and giving weight to the boys, the team confident that Quang Tree can continue on her winning way. And, and when we've had a chat to Patrick Payne, he's always identified her as a uh, an Oaks horse. Um, in the spring as a three-year-old filly. Let's have a look at race six. Benchmark 78 over the 1,000 metres. Cosmic Rhapsody is the scratching the 10. And talking about Patrick Payne, geez, this um, galloper of his squid game when he's been well supported. Spot on, Gareth. Best backed runner at Flemington today. Race six, number nine, squid game, 280 into 225. Did get as low as 215, so it will be interesting to see if squid game does get back out slightly. But at this stage, clearly the punter's pick. Baron Scope, rock solid on the second line of betting at $6. Did open five. Misty or 850. Narrows way at 10 in from 15. There's been a little bit of support for Kalkani Royale at the longer odds. Currently 15 the win. 370 to place, including 1200 each way this morning. And Sham I Am at $19 has had admirers. But Squid Game, clearly the best backed runner in the first league of the Quaddy. So this is the first league of the Quaddy. Tom Dabernick has Kalgani Royale first up for his stable, formerly trained by Kevin Corstens. And he indicated that she'll run a big race there. Um, 
she'll improve off the run, but she's at a big price, and as Quinny pointed out, she's had support already, so she's still at $15. Nasrori, Gavin Bedgecourt says she'll um, or he'll run well again after winning down the straight at Flemington, and uh, Squid Game looks tough to beat as well, and the other trainer that we caught up with uh, was Cindy Olsen with Veron Scover, and uh, she indicated that he is fit enough and ready to fire first up, Mark, so... Um, do we take on Squid Game, or do you think you'll just be too good? I just can't see why it won't win, Gareth. It's yep. uh, a taste passive-aggressive two starts ago on a soft six track. It was terrific by inundation last time. Should have finished closer. You've got Craig Williams taking over. Getting down to a soft seven is an unknown, but I can't see why that will be an issue. They'll try good enough speed, uh, speed up front. I think Paddy said it's the best he's ever had the horse fall. If that's the case, I can't see why Squid Game doesn't win to beat for the placings. Number 12, Beren Scover, who's... Trial well, handles the wet. Uh, John McNeil to ride, going to get out the pack and run on. Two Nasrawi is in terrific form, just a harder race here. And one Kalkani Royalu looks to be going well for the Davidic stable. Just drawn down near the inside might be a query the way they might race here today. I think nine will win, nine, 12, two and one. Warren Huntley. I'm swimming with the tide here too, Gareth. I just think it's a lovely race for Squid Game. Nine out of one, Kalkani Royale, who looks to be going very well for the Dabonik Stable. Pre-race earmuffs are on. 12, Veron Scover, she's a big mare. I'm not surprised she's had some surgery to remove bone chips between preparations because she uh, she would be hitting the ground pretty hard when she, she does race. So uh, interesting that Cindy Alderson saying she's feeling good, she's sound, that's great news. And eight, Misty Orr down from Sydney. I've got in as next best. Nine, one, 12 and eight. Just a question via the SMS, Gareth, looking for that Flemington app, if any of the listeners are looking yep. for it. If you get into your, your, um, your app store and you look for Flemington Race Day Guide, that's the best way to, to find the app. And then you, you go to some components there where you're looking for track conditions and weather and uh, contained in that is a graphic flyover that updates with the, the actual live wind conditions it's a fantastic resource yep 100 percent. and there's so many great resources that the clubs are providing these days as well i think the mrc do a terrific job as well with their app um but it's a must if you're having a punt there at flemington especially with those wind conditions expected today um uh, we might move on now we've gone to you we haven't gone to you yet gator um I love your tips here for race number six, if that's okay. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, not much more to add. I think uh, the senior rider taking over, you know, with respect is probably not a negative as well. He just wants clear running this horse quick game, doesn't he? I mean, he had that two runs ago, and he ran a 32-7 last 600. Um, to put that into some sort of perspective on the day, Dragonstone is pretty smart. Ran 33-1-8 and subsequently won. Beat a good field. Cool ran six lengths lower than that. And subsequently won, beat a good field. Um, yeah, it looks, um, looks the most likely winner, I would have thought, and the best for the day. Uh, dangerous. Baron Scobers, a handy mare. She's trialled well. She's drawn to swoop. Misty Orr was good first up. She was pressured. She ran well. Sham I am. And Nazarawi come through the same race. Actually rated okay. No, it's not the same ballpark as the passive-aggressive race. But, um, yeah, there's some hope if Squid Game underperformed, I guess. 9, 12, 8, 3. So 9, 12, 8 and 3 for Gator there in race number 6. 9, 1, 12 and 8 for Warren Huntley. And Mark Hunter also keen on Squid Game for Patrick Payne. 9, 12, 2 and 1. It's basically it's nearly right on a quarter to 9 this morning. So we'll take a break. And because the team is so keen on Squid Game, as we go to the break, let's hear from Squid Game's trainer, Patrick Payne. Uh, he's in fantastic order. He just loves 
thousand metres up the straight. He sort of sometimes jumps a bit slow and then then gets pulling mid-race. So up the straight, it seems to you know t- takes away takes away a bit of trouble that he can, might get into. As I said, he can catch up quite easily. So uh, from a trainer's point of view, it's probably the best we've ever had him. He's really fit and well, and and as I said, like. He runs really well up the straight. We're up to race number seven, and this is the VRC members handicap over the 2,000 metres as the VRC celebrates its wonderful members for their final meeting of the season. Herman S, the 10, is a scratching here. Quinny, it's the only scratching. And had been well backed as well, Herman Hesk. Mankayan now heads the betting at $4 in from four twenty here on race day. He's a shocker of four sixty second elect. Blue Cup four eighty, Diacula five fifty, interpretation seven, then a bit of a jump at the Kips at sixteen, high emotion twenty-three, Paul Guam a twenty-six dollar chance. This market has bounced around a little bit throughout the course of the week. At this very early stage, Mancane is the best backed with each way support for the four Diacula. Can he win again, Mancane Warren? Well, he can, uh, no doubt. He's up there in the weights, but gets a little bit of weight relief for, for Matty Cartwright there, who has been riding him, so knows the horse well. Gee, it's a, an even race. Widest leg of the quaddy for me. I thought from the Mar and Eustace team, Blue Cup was terrific first up. The horse we're still learning about, but his first Australian run was a terrific closing effort behind Lyrical Lad, and I thought the rising distance will suit out of that run. 11 ahead of one man, Kane, who's fit, informed, getting his toe in the grounds a positive. Three interpretations, an interesting runner also for the Mar and Eustace stable. Really solid on-speed performances overseas and looks to have trolled up nicely. Looks to have a good grounding to get to the races and you trust the stable to have them fit enough to be running at 2,000 metres and be fit enough to run well first up. And Dagula rose in trip last start and seemed to appreciate that for the informed Paddy Payne stable. I'll also be putting he's a shocker in the quaddy. 11, 1, 3 and 4. Gata, what are you doing here? Yeah, agree. It's um, a real challenge. I make a really good case for a number of them. For the sake of a pecking order, uh, I've got Blue Cup on top. I liked the way he hit the line. And he's also, he had his 61 kilos as well. It was a fast race, so I want to trust it. Uh, to 2,000 metres here, dropping to 54. Look real positive. Maintain, he's obviously come back in terrific uh, shape. I mean, he easily beat. He's a shocker. That horse then matched motors with Jagler, so it's easy to tie the form in. Jagler was good, though. I loved the chase. I loved the win. It was his first go at 2,000. I think the colder ride was the key leading into that and subsequently an interpretation. First Australian starts on three of six. One of the misses fourth in a group once in Ledger behind Hurricane Lane. His trials have been terrific. Um, keen to watch the race. 11-1-4-3. Are you with the Mara and Eustace team as well here, Mark? Oh, I certainly am. Gareth, I've got them for the Cronulla. I'll go number one, Man Kane. I just think this horse has come back from a spell. Absolutely in the zone. It was a good win first up, and they're never, ever going to lose on that wet track last time. This looks a low-pressure race on paper. I would imagine Matty Cartwright goes forward, gets an easy run, and the way Man Kane is going, it's going to give a big kick here to beat number three interpretation. Fourth in that, St. Ledger's terrific form. Had a few trials for this. Looks to be going really well. Nine, he's a shocker. It's a wet tracker, so it's got its conditions, and most importantly, he gets Jamie Carr to ride, and I put 11 Blue Cup in who... Ran well. I think it's a tougher race, but uh, looks to be going well. Extra distance will suit, and no shock if it wins. I think one will run terrific up on the speed. One three nine eleven. Warren Huntley is with the eleven one three and four in race seven. Gator also with Blue Cup the eleven over the one four and three, and uh, Mark Hunter is with Mankane to defeat the three. 
9 and 11. So 1, 3, 9, 11 there for Mark Hunter. Race number eight is a handicap for the three-year-olds over the 1,400 metres. Scratch the two jigsaw. The four Pesquero would have been hard to beat, but it's out. Ted Cheerful Legend, 11 Daily Bugle, and 12 Gabstar come out here. Gator, um, before I go to Gator, Quiddy, what's the market doing now? Who's the favourite? Yeah, the favourite, Gareth, is Daytona Bay, but totally reshuffled market following all those scratchings you mentioned. Daytona Bay reposted at 2.30, just pushed out slightly to 2.40. My Yankee Girl now a $5 second elect. Jimmy the Bear, 6.50. The money this morning on an each-way basis has been for the 8 Philadelphia Storm, $10 into 9. Umgawa, 11. Kaido at 12. Ryuki at 16. But a clear favourite now after all those scratchings is the 7 Daytona Bay. Take it away, Gator. What are you doing here now? Look, I'm left with Daytona Bay on top. I'm not upset about that. It was a class above them first up with the 60 kilos against the older horses. Weave through, strong to the line at Caulfield, splitting the subsequent um, Quinella finals day, Cardinal Jen Aaron Bay. Uh, Jamie Carr takes over today. Angawa, he was back to 1300 last time with his blinkers and um, ran over some handy older horses. He ran okay in that hay stakes, of course, in the spring behind Pesquero. Um, the scratching here. My Yankee Girl Airborne, Jimmy the Bear, he's got a great will to win. It'll carry a long way. Uh, gap between runs at an obvious knock with 59, so just shuffled him down to fourth. Seven, one, five, and three. Mike Moroni, I know Quinny mentioned that Philadelphia Storms had a little bit of backing. He's more hopeful and confident after he disappointed him, Philadelphia Storm, Mike Moroni, there last start, Mark. Um, what do you made of this three year old race? I think Daytona Bay is the one to beat. Gareth has got that Cardinal Gem Aaron Bay form, which is terrific. It did things wrong in the run. It proved there it could run 1,400 metres. It handles the soft track well enough. I think from the draw, Jamie Carr lobs into a beautiful spot here, fourth or fifth outside, tracking the speed. And I'll go with Daytona Bay to win, to beat. Number three, Jimmy the Bear. Six weeks between runs, certainly a query, but you never doubt this stable. One, Ongawa. Up in way, but it's going really well. It's running 1,400 metres strongly. It'll run well. I'll give number eight, Philadelphia Storm, another chance. It was terrific first up down the straight in the wrong spot and struggled last time at Caulfield. Just put that down to maybe second up inside horses, back to its home track, drawn to balance up and run on. Could certainly improve here today. Seven, the one to beat. Seven, three, one and eight. I'll get your speed map. Um, Warren here for race eight and then your tips, mate. Well, I think there's going to be reasonable speed here, courtesy of, of a couple of horses that have got that running style in number nine, shove over and 13, Kaido. So I think it'll be a lot more truly run race than Daytona Bay comes through last start. It was a slowly run race and, and Daytona Bay was restrained to try and find the back of Cardinal Gem, which is tactically a good spot to be, but it was almost impossible to make ground from behind Cardinal Gem to be able to pick him up and beat him. And I think a, a different scenario here with reasonable speed, Jamie Carr probably rolling into a spot behind that speed so I think it sets up well for 7 Daytona Bay, Jimmy the Bear, the gap between runs but the stable's going so well and if Paddy Payne in his conversation with uh, Michael Felgate during the week, Gareth indicating that Jimmy the Bear's in terrific order so I think he's there to run well from an inside draw, he can watch it all unfold that's the, the Cardinal Jim form line so that ties in well my yankee girl will appreciate what looks to be a reasonable speed she can get keen it was a terrific ride from john mcneil to get her to relax as well as possible last start just tuck her away from that inside drawer and come out for the last crack um gower next best for me seven three five one there's 
Warren's numbers there, 7, 3, 5 and 1. Gator likes a 7 from the 1, 5 and 3. And Mark also um, with the Daytona Bay, the 7 from the 3, 1 and 8. Race 9, benchmark 84 over the 1,200 metres. Scratch the 4, 8, 11 and 14 are out here, Quinny. Um, what are we doing here with the market? Yeah, so a couple of scratchings that you mentioned there, Gareth. They total 16 cents in the dollar in total through the deductions. But we've got an each-way move here for the second elect fluorescent star as much as $9 into $4.80 and has been the best back runner, especially with each-way punters. Build the Boxer heads the way here at $3.80. Tamerlane, a $5 chance. Incredulous Dream has been quite soft. Was initially favourite, now out to $7 on the fourth line of betting. Nicolini Vito has been specced, $11 back into 10 Sacred Palace, 11 Unanimous, 12 The Gouch, 14 And Skador's had some support at big odds, $71, but a couple of little each-way bets there. But clearly the best back runner to hopefully end the day on a high for punters is the second elect, the firming second elect, Inflorescent Star. And on behalf of everyone here, Quiddy on RSC 927 and our listeners, but especially the Melbourne Form panel, mate, um, Thank you for all of your hard work and um, dedication working with us on a Saturday morning. Your love and passion for this great game is infectious, mate. So um, you'll dominate the next journey, but we appreciate um, you being part of our family here and um, you need to sign off with the winner. That would be much appreciated. (laughs) A quitting special. Well, apologies, Mark Hunter. Apologies, David Gately. I'm going to go with Squid Game. Race six, number nine. Thanks very much to you and everyone, Gareth. Good punting today. Good on you. There's Quinny. Um, Nicholas Quinn signing off for the final time on the Melbourne Form panel. Mark Hunter, who are we backing in the last? Fluorescent star, Gareth. So I think the race sets up great for this horse. It's in terrific form. It just couldn't quite run down serious suspect on the other side of the track last time, but found the line strongly. It races really well down the straight. It handles the soft ground. Got a claim for Maddie Cartwright. And it's following the speed. The leader, probably the only leader here, looks to be Bill the Boxer out wide with the gouts parked on it. And I think Fluorescent Star can get in that train and pick them off late and win to beat number six, Bill the Boxer, who got onto the wet and just bolted in last time. It's going to get a pretty easy run up on the speed here, give a big kick. 13 Tamerlane, adding that same lane, following them through, will be running on. And maybe number 15, Incredulous Dream, who just might need one run off the trials, but is some hope on its best form. I, I like seven to run down six. I'll go 7, 6, 13 and 15. And what about your confident levels here, Warren? Yeah, I thought Fluorescent Star was a terrific each-way play, buoyed by the fact that there's been support for her. There'll be plenty of pink and black in the mounting yard with Fluorescent Star and Unanimous representing the Dream Thoroughbreds team here. And She's just such a consistent, honest horse. She loves it down the straight and she gets into a good spot, as Mark outlined. Seven, for me, had a 13, Tamer Lane, who chased a smart horse in Sydney last start. That form's holding up well. Two, Nicolini Vito. His jump outs have been good. They have been on synthetic tracks, the poly track at Flemington. So he gets onto rain-affected ground here, but he has handled that. He's just a bit unknown down the straight. 15, incredulous dream. I think with the scratchings gets in and probably goes in a, a wider quaddy. 7, 13, 2 and 15. And you found one at a, a bit of a price here, Gator. Yeah, look, I think um, he's not a moral, but I think he can run well. His name's Nicolini Vito. I think he's a really good horse. Uh, he's got to give the feel for weight. They claim around him, but um, he's good fresh. He's jumped out in terrific order and he can run the time. So I think he's got other guy. I think he's better than benchmark 84 grade. That's as simple as that. Incredulous Dream liked her jump out. She made good ground fresh last time. I mean, that was at Kembla Grange, but it was a Saturday standalone meeting. 
Uh, when she was first up prior to that, she beat home Fluorescent Star easily. I think she's a better horse. The problem is she's first up and Fluorescent Star's deep into the prep match fit and just so genuine. She's a must for the quaddy. Bill the Boxer and Tamerlane are uh, in the game as well. I thought uh, the former was just, it just come up a little bit thin in the market, but hard to decry what he's doing. Two, 15, seven and six. So seven thirteen, two and fifteen for Warren Huntley, two fifteen, seven six for Gator, and seven six thirteen and fifteen for Mark Hunter. Mark, I'll get your best bets and a, and a quaddy, please. My best: Gareth race six, number nine, Squid Game, and race nine, number seven, Fluorescent Star. My quaddy: one out, number nine, Squid Game. Second leg: one three four nine and eleven. Third leg: one three seven eight, and come home six seven and thirteen. Got you, mate. Enjoy your day. Have you got anything for Moe? Yeah, I like Grant Moe. I like each way. Race five, number six, Lord Almighty. Race five, number six. That'll do us. Good on you, mate. Thank you. Warren Huntley, your best in the quaddy, please. I'm with Squid Game also. He stands out to me. Race six, number nine. Value for me, race three, number one, Zoo Sonic around the each way. Quote, quaddy first leg, one, nine and twelve. Second leg, one, three, four, nine and eleven. Third leg, one, three, five, and seven. Taking numbers two, seven, thirteen, and fifteen in the last leg. Two, seven, thirteen, and fifteen in the last leg. Therefore, Warren Huntley. Enjoy your day, mate, and we'll catch you tomorrow on the airwaves here on RSN 927 for correct weight. Thanks, Gareth. And uh, David Gately, your best in a quaddy, please. Ding, ding, ding. Race six, number nine, Squid Game. Uh, quaddy wise, let's go nine and 12 in case he has an off day. I'm just having nightmares about inundation last week. So we're going to throw in Verin Scova uh, with, um, with Squid Game. So just 9 and 12 that first leg. Second leg, hopefully we can get through with 11, 1, 4 and 3. Uh, the three-year-old race, which is race 3, 7, 1, 5. And a bit wider home, 2, 15, 7, 6 and 13. Well, Gator, we'll catch you in about five minutes' time for the Rose Hill preview. Roger. Good on you. There's David Gately. So race six, number nine, his best. Warren Huntley's best is also Squid Game. Race six, number nine, his value. Race three, number one, um, which, of course, is Matty Kamadi's train mare in Sonic. And race six, number nine, Squid Game. Mark Hunter's best. And uh, race nine, number seven, in a fluorescent star, his best value. That's